Billy Napier has said the Gators need to be aggressive in the transfer portal. We got some transfer portal news, so today is a transfer portal day. We're going to talk about an, a confirmed outgoing transfer, potential outgoing transfers, and potential incoming transfers only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Written works with Whole Nine Sports. For getting into today's content, just gonna ask you like, subscribe, wherever you're listening, leave a comment, review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better. Greatly appreciated, and we're going to get into today's content now. Um, like I said, we're talking about the transfer portal today. We're going to talk about potential outgoing transfers in this segment. In the final two segments, we're going to be talking about potential incoming transfers, not necessarily things I've heard, but just players that are, are potential guys, you know? Um, but the first thing to talk about is a confirmed outgoing transfer, and that is Carlos Del Rio Wilson, the quarterback, the four-star quarterback out of Florida that went to Florida, and... Uh, Look, he was also being recruited by Florida State, Arizona State, Georgia Tech, Kentucky. Not not small schools, none as highly touted as Florida, um, but but still, they're big-ish schools. Um, he was kind of looking at being QB3 or QB4 this season. You know, I mean, first of all, going into this entire offseason, it was Emery, Anthony Richardson, and Jack Miller III for much of it, you know, not at the very beginning, but for much of the offseason, it was those three. And then Emery left, and we were like, oh, Carlos Ariel Wilson has entered the conversation. Um, and then, you know, Anthony Richardson solidified himself as QB1. Like, like wasn't even a question after a certain point, and it's not going to be a question at all from here on out. Uh, Jack Miller the third is QB2 that, again, I was told it was a battle between Jack Miller the third and Carlos Ariel Wilson for who's going to be QB2. Um, and the spring game happened. Carlos Daryl Wilson didn't, he didn't play much in it when he was there, but, but when he did play, uh, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I've, I've, I've seen some pretty bad, I mean, quarterbacks for Florida really, uh, but it was it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It was just a kid who is clearly still very raw and that's all it was. Um, so it didn't work out. And I guess Jack Miller, the third is QB two solidified. And then t- yesterday happens, and Carlos Del Rio Wilson has announced that he will enter the transporter last night at about nine, eight, eight, eight or nine Eastern time. Uh, it was confirmed, not just rumored anymore. Uh, but look, Carlos Del Rio Wilson at this point is someone who is—he's—he's he's a pretty raw quarterback, uh, but but he's got tools. Like that, like that's not something that people miss. People don't miss tools. We all saw this with Carlos Del Rio Wilson. We all saw he's got a good arm. We know that. He's pretty mobile. We know that. He, he, he's he got a solid frame to him. That's an important thing to talk about, too. It's just the mind was not there, obviously, yet, which is not surprising. He has no experience playing, so not a not a big shocker there that he doesn't really know how to play quarterback yet. Um, And, and you know, I, I guess he just felt that he didn't really see a future in Gainesville anymore, which is unfortunate because Carlos Real Wilson is someone that – by all accounts, um, has been an awesome person, great teammate, great, great kid. So that kind of sucks. But uh, more importantly for you Florida fans, 
That leaves Florida really, really thin at quarterback. I discussed this yesterday or Monday, one of those shows, where I said, you know, Florida right now, we, we've got Anthony Richardson, we've got Jack Miller III, and we know Carlos Ruiz Wilson is not ready yet. So if Anthony Richardson gets injured, that leaves us with Jack Miller III and then nothing really proven behind him. I mean, even none, we don't even have a proven quarterback right now. Like we, we all love Anthony Richardson. We all know what he can be. I mean, we all know what he can do, but we've never seen him go through an entire season as a starting quarterback. Uh, if, if it's any other spring game, he's going to be a Heisman candidate. Um, but we don't know what it's going to be like throughout the entire season. Jack Miller the third, we don't know what he's going to be like throughout an entire season. So that that's, that's that leaves Florida in a bit of a rough spot now without our QB3. Now it's probably Jalen Kitna, maybe Jack Anders, Kyle Engel, maybe, maybe one of them. But we're going to talk in the next segment. I, I have a transfer quarterback who is someone that I think can be at least QB3 or QB4, and that's something to talk about. Uh, other potential transfers out, I, I'm, I have one guy that I'm naming, and the other two are just position groups. Um I'm, I'm saying Chris Howard as as the kicker, the redshirt senior kicker. I think he might be a guy that transfers out because, I mean, by by from what people are saying and by, and by the spring game, um, Austin May, like, I mean, he's looking like he could very well be the starting kicker this year for Florida. And Chris Howard, I mean, he might say he might want to might want to do that, but you know, you're a redshirt senior, you've possibly lost a job to a redshirt freshman. Might might be a might be time to transfer out for him. Again, I don't want him to go. I don't want anybody to leave, but might be time where he's like, all right, I'm going to transfer out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compete for a starting job elsewhere. The other thing to talk about is a safety and cornerback are the people that are potential transfer outs. I, and I don't know who, which is why I didn't, I didn't name a name. And the reason I also didn't name a name is because I don't know who the coaching staff likes right now. Like, I'm not in that room. I can't tell you. None of us, none of us in media can tell you. Uh, we don't know for a fact who the coaching staff wants as first, second, third string. We don't, we don't know that for sure. We we can take guesses, but that's that's not fun. Um, but it's a log jam right now at both corner and safety. Both of those positions are just jam-packed with talent. And I can tell you that I have a, a guess for who it might be, but I'm, I'm not going to name names. Like I said, I, I could easily see a sophomore or a redshirt sophomore that's way down on the depth chart go, you know what? I want maybe not immediate playing time, but closer playing time. Like I said, like this, because when you look at corner specifically, it's a young corner group we have in Gainesville. We, we have a lot of young corners, so they're going to be here for a couple of years playing. If you're a sophomore or a redshirt sophomore, do you really want to wait until your senior year to play? So I think that's going to be uh, something that a few people are going to talk about, but th- we'll probably see that later when people get a better feel for the depth chart and where they're at and what their future looks like. So that's where it's, I think we see a safety or a corner go. I don't think it's going to be very impactful to the team. Like I said, when um when Lamar Good entered the portal, I was like, I just don't see it being super impactful because I didn't see him playing a ton anyway. But again, it's about depth, and that's where that's an area where Florida is probably going to struggle this year for much of the year in most of the positions. But we're going to talk about potential offensive transfer portal targets, and first we're going to talk about Bill Bar because it's spring break time and is almost vacation time for some of you. it's almost vacation time for me two months away baby then i'm europe bound uh if you're trying to get fit you're trying to eat healthy make sure you include bill bar in your plan i i gotta do it i've got a sweet tooth a very very bad sweet tooth where if 
if they're, I, I, if they're sugary stuff, I want it. Built Bar, though, they help me curve that coated in 100% chocolate. Uh, most bars have just 130 calories, just four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You could throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard, the Sour Patch in the... I don't, I don't care. Sleeping bag. I don't, I don't, that's alliteration. Uh, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. I'm going to let you guys know, uh, I just held in a sneeze hardcore while doing that ad read, and then I lost the feeling, so that's going to be bugging me for Lord knows how long. Um, I, I got potential offensive targets. I have three offensive targets, and the next segment will be three defensive targets. They're in no particular order, um, but I did limit myself to a maximum of one player per position. So for this one, quarterback, pass catcher, offensive line that, that's what we're doing for this one the next one's different it's edge d tackle and linebacker because i don't think we're going to add a corner or safety really uh but but like i said max of one per position so quarterback we've got ethan bullock uh probably a name that none of you guys have ever heard but he's someone who's i i think pretty solid he's a former three-star that went to winter park for high school he was at oklahoma state this past year i believe the past two years uh he was in the last season of Last Chance You, the football version. Uh, so there's that. If you want to watch that, that is season five, episode five. He was on a rival team. And there were, um, how do I put this PG-wise? There were an excessive amount of expletive-laced comments. Uh, compliments, actually, yeah, because there was nothing negative. But expletive-laced compliments uh, about him. Like, they just thrown his way. They were like, this kid can and throw he, he's like so he, he's impressed other guys um he's got one year left of eligibility if i'm not mistaken he's bounced around college a bit he was with the south dakota state jackrabbits prior to going to community college of san francisco prior to going to oklahoma state and then now he's bouncing around for one more year and i i get it you know it's not something that you guys are gonna get excited about it's not something you should be excited about really we're talking about depth here. We're talking about a QB3, QB4 type situation. And I, I mean, it's it's just added depth. And this one's a little bit more of a veteran presence. He's been around college for a few years. He's been going around, again, purely for depth. Maybe to push Jalen Kitna a little bit. Not that there's anything wrong with Jalen Kitna. I realize I put a lot of emphasis on that. Uh, no, maybe just to push him a little bit if he's not up to snuff yet. You know, someone's got to be QB3 so we could figure it out. Ethan Bullock is more of a pocket passer than anything else. Um, but I will also say, kind of hard to find tape on him a bit. So I can't tell if he seems like a pocket passer because he's just that kind of guy or if he's not a super mobile player. Um, usually it's the latter. If a guy is very mobile and you could tell. Um, but I will say one thing I really like about Ethan Bullock, which is why I included him on the list, he likes to push the ball downfield whenever he can. And also, I will say, I had a quarterback on this list before Carlos Nereo Wilson entered the portal. This just, this just, it made me replace Carlos Nereo Carlos Wilson's name with Jalen Kittner when I said maybe Ethan Bullock can challenge him. Um, but yeah, Ethan Bullock likes to push the ball downfield whenever he can. And I really like that because I think Florida is going to do that a lot this year. So adding someone who's kind of already going to fit that passing style. Might be, might be beneficial for the Gators. Looking at pass catcher, we got wide receiver Tyler Harrell 
from Louisville. We need speed. He's got speed. He is. He was a 2018 recruit initially, six feet tall, 194 pounds out of Miami, Florida. You know the Florida athletes go crazy. Ended up going to Louisville. He had 18 catches last season. 18. 525 receiving yards. Just under 30 yards per catch. That is insane deep threat ability. Six receiving touchdowns last season. He is the field stretcher that the Gators are looking for. He was also expected to be Louisville's wide receiver one this year, but obviously he's leaving, presumably because he knows he could be uh, more productive, better utilized elsewhere. Maybe it's something with that offense, you know, uh, Malik Cunningham or Mikhail Cunningham, whatever he's going to go by this year. Um, I'm not super impressed with him. I think he's very raw, and, and there's a lot of questions around his game. So maybe Tyler Harrell was like, you know what? I'm going to find a QB that wants to push the ball downfield. Let me tell you, there's a very good one down in Gainesville that wants to push the ball downfield. So you can come on closer to your home than Louisville is, and you can be a deep threat that Florida's looking for right now. We, we got the big bodies, guys, but we could use some speed. That could be Tyler Harrell. And then looking at the offensive line, I, I put in a guy that I'm, I'm openly saying depth. Um, uh, I, I think that we could talk about him and just say, you know, he's going to be a depth guy if he comes to Florida. Played at Kentucky, R.J. Adams, former three-star out of Woodbridge, Virginia. So he's not someone who's coming home, uh, unlike the QB, Ethan Bullock, and the wide receiver, Tyler Harrell. But R.J. Adams, former three-star out of Woodbridge, Virginia. He hit the portal yesterday morning, six foot three, 326 pounds. That is great size. I, I love that size. From what I've seen from him on tape, which, again, is dating back to high school. But, I mean, he if I'm looking at him as a high school senior, I'm like, okay, that, that's – that, that, that's something I can mold here. And that's what I'm looking with RJ Adams, but it's, he's pretty much a high school senior with two years, two years uh, um, of college uh, strength and conditioning. So love that. I know he's interested in NIL. So Gator collective athlete, Adam, I don't care. I, I think he's okay all around. And I think at the very least he could provide some depth. I don't think that there's a starter in the portal on the offensive line right now that Florida can add. Um, like I've said, like I think that this offensive line, has taken significant strides. Um, so RJ Adams, not really going to compete for a starting spot, but could be just a depth guy. I, I think he's got enough to play both guards, but I know he's got enough to play both guard spots. I think he could slide out the tackle if we need him in a pinch. Not that that would be a really thing that's necessary. It's not like the NFL where you only have seven or eight offensive linemen. Uh, but RJ Adams is a name that I'd look at. I, I, I think that he's looking to go get paid somewhere. And like I said, the Gator Collective is so great about just if you're a Gator athlete, they're going to try to get you in the collective and, and you can make some money there just doing simple media things. So I think that's going to be something that he'd be interested in. We're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball, but first we're going to talk to you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stop all the parts you need. You endure often pointless and intimidating questions of, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't know if it's an LX, an EX, uh, an FX. I didn't even know it was an Odyssey. I don't care. And wait while the person behind the counter orders your parts on their computer when you could just order your parts on your computer. It's very easy. You have you have a computer, you have a phone. If you're listening to this, you've got access to rockauto.com at home, in your pocket, whatever it is. Save time and money 
running you his rock auto go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right it's locked on into how did you hear about us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com to wrap up today's show like i said we're talking about defensive targets again no particular order a max of one per position this is broken up into interior defensive line edge and linebacker um I'll tell you now, the linebacker has played some edge. He's a linebacker. He's an off-ball linebacker primarily. But looking at the defensive lineman, Marquise Robinson is the guy. I'm going to say you're 6'3", 310 pounds out of Milton, Florida. Four-star from the 2021 class that went to Auburn and has since entered the transfer portal. And, you know, he's not someone who has a ton of film. I mean, his high school film is still fairly recent. His college film is just against Georgia. Six snaps, five of them against the run one of them against the pass, but I don't care about how many were against the run, how many were against the pass, because I think he's the, uh, the, the, the good nose tackle that Florida needs. And I, again, I, I like who we have. I think Desmond Watson just isn't ready yet. Again, I know that people are higher on him than I am. I want to be higher on him. I love him. I just, I don't think he's there yet from what I've seen on film, but from what I've seen from Marquise Robinson from high school and his short time at Auburn, uh, he is a big, big gap-plugging nose tackle. Like, he, he looks like a solid athlete, but again, I mean, you can only see so much in six snaps from college and playing against people who you're probably more athletic than in high school, so it's very hard to gauge that, but he, he looks like a good athlete. He's big, like, like I said, big dude, 6'3", 310 pounds. Like, he's not super tall. But he, he, he's thicky. He, he is. It is as simple as that. Could be a rotational nose tackle this year. Continuously compete for more playing time. He's got four years of eligibility, if I'm not mistaken. So he could be in Gainesville four years, earn that playing time. I don't think he was necessarily a playing time transfer. I think part of his reasoning for transfer is just when you look at Auburn, um, and I know this because I, I listen to the other Locked On shows because it's great to be informed about things. So when I listen to Locked On Auburn forever now, uh, Zach Blackerby has always been talking about the turmoil, like whether we're on air, off air, whatever it is. Whenever I talk to Zach, we talk about the turmoil that seems to be always going on in Auburn. And I think players just got sick of that. Marquise Robinson's one of those guys where highly talented recruit. Derek Mason is probably a big reason he went there. And then Derek Mason left because... I don't want to get into the details because this is locked on Gators, not locked on Auburn, but Marquise Robinson entered the portal. Could come to Florida, by the way. Make some money for yourself, too. Looking at Edge, we've got Jaron Handy. Uh, probably a name that you might have never heard, but you might have. A four-star, six-foot-six, 255-pound linebacker out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He played for Auburn as well. I swear that wasn't on purpose uh and then he went to indiana i had jaron handy's name in first i want to make that very clear um jaron handy has experience playing as both a stand-up edge rusher and a hand in the dirt edge rusher which is pretty important because florida there's going to be a lot of different looks they show so sometimes you're going to have a hand in the dirt sometimes you're going to be two point stance it's going to be different so you got to be able to rush out of both and also it is not easy to just quickly flip the switch like if you've never done it before um it is pretty difficult to, to get a good jump. I've, I've tried playing both in my life, obviously just like scout stuff because I'm not a starter at any point for a front seven spot. 
But uh, it, it's a lot more difficult depending on who you are. For me, it's way easier to go stand up rusher than hand in the dirt, but it is what it is. Um, he's been very productive, but he hasn't been able to get on the field much. And by productive, I mean in a per-snap basis. And maybe efficient would be a better word for him. He's had 204 pass-rushing snaps from his time at Auburn and Indiana in three years. Of those 204 pass-rushing snaps, 10.3% of them, which is 21, uh, 21 snaps, have been pass rushing snaps where he got pressure. 10.3% of those 204 pass rush snaps, he's gotten pressure on. That is a phenomenal clip to get pressure on 10% of the plays. And guess what? He's played 129 run defense snaps, and he's got a run stop, which is a tackle for a gain of three or less on 10.1% of those. That is insane because do you realize how difficult it is to even just make the tackle on 10% of the run snaps that you're on the field? He's made run stops on 10.1% of those. Jaron Handy has been incredibly productive throughout his college career so far, incredibly efficient, whatever you want to say. He's an analytic dream. I don't care what you want to say, but Jaron Handy has been that guy when he can get on the field. It's just a matter of getting there. And Florida's a spot where there's going to be a lot of rotation, a lot of mouths to feed. Why not? Why not add someone who could, again, like I've said this so many times, at the very least, push the guys in front of him to develop and play better? Then the final person we're talking about is a linebacker from the West Coast, Caleb Johnson, three-star from the 2020 class that went to UCLA. And, I, I mean, he's he's someone that I really like. I was, I was glad when he hit the portal. Six foot one, 230 pounds. He's played from, like I mentioned this before, he's played from a stand-up defender, uh, a stand-up edge rusher and off-ball linebacker spot. Um, edge rusher, whether it's run or pass, I don't care. Stand-up edge defender. Um, stand-up edge defender and off-ball linebacker spot. He is a bit of a passing down specialist. I'll say he's the anti-ventrilo. Um, whether it's as a pass rusher from either or the interior or a cover man from either the edge or the interior, he is a pass rushing spe- or pass down specialist. On just 89 pass rush attempts in his college career, he's got 17 pressures. He is an A-gap guru. He he knows how to get pressure from rushing the interior. That is something Florida is going to do quite a bit, especially when you break out those creepers and sim pressure. You're going to see rushes coming from everywhere. Caleb Johnson could find a ton of success as that guy. And in coverage, he is very good. He's... He's had his games where he's um not great, Bob. But for the most part, Caleb Johnson is very reliable in coverage. I think he'd be a monster in this defense. Again, there's going to be a ton of rotations, so there's it's going to be very hard to say any linebacker is going to thrive. But he could be one of those guys who doesn't play a ton, but when he does, he makes a name, and he, he lets you know he's on the field. So Caleb Johnson is someone that I don't think will come to Florida, but I do really like him, and I would love it if he did come to Florida. Thanks for making Lock Negators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Unless there's big news, tomorrow will be the day we talk about basketball, but Carlos Thierry Wilson entering the portal. I was like, you know what? Thursday was going to be the portal. We'll just bump it up and talk about that. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E 
N-I-N-E Sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.